Welcome to the podcast at Clark's Room. The podcast is the unedited, unfiltered version of me. They are short snippets of my thoughts on education, technology, and leadership. It is so good to be back. It has been too long since I've recorded a podcast, and I just want to say it's good to be back. This is episode 19 of Clark's Room. So glad you could join me if you're out there listening. I wanted to take just a few minutes and talk about an idea that for those that know me may seem a little bit hypocritical, but it's not, I promise. This phrase, data rich, information poor. For those that know me, they know I love data and I don't love data for data's sake. You know, my staff can make fun of me, friends in education that know me, they all make fun of me, but there's a reason I love data. And it's not for data sake. In education, there's so much information out there that is just raw data, right? There's state testing, there's diagnostic tools like NWEA or iReady, uh, GoFormative, there's so much information out there like that. And then there's local benchmark assessments and then classroom assessments. And all this information can be turned into numbers, right? Information that you can try to figure out trends but the issue becomes we leave it as data and we don't really turn it into information that can be used. And that's the big difference between data and information in my mind. Data is just numbers, right? A spreadsheet, um, a graph, a chart. Information is when someone takes that data and turns it into resources that can be used to improve what's going on. And I really do think that's a big part of the job of an administrator, either a site administrator or district administrator, district personnel, um, is to take data and turn it into small informational nuggets that teachers can use to get better at what they do and that students can use to get better at what they do. There's so much information out there in the form of raw data that it's overwhelming and paralyzing for, for teachers and it can be overwhelming and paralyzing for students and parents. So I would say that one thing we need to do is make sure uh, we're not killing our teachers with an overload of data, but we're providing them with information they can use to get better at what they do, because that's the end goal. So you can take that data and you can take that information and you can have a conversation with the teacher that divests it of some of the personal anguish, for lack of a better term, right? If the data is negative data for that teacher or negative information for that teacher, then you can go ahead and, and not make it about the teacher, but make it about the outcome and say, hey, you and me both have this common goal and this third party thing, this thing out here, this information based off data is not where either one of us want it to be. And so you can talk about it as it, like it's a third entity and it becomes um, less antagonistic. Uh, on the flip side, if it's, it's a positive information or positive data, you can have a, have a talk in the same aspect about a third party thing, celebrate that achievement or that goal, right, uh, of, a, of attaining that goal. And so I, I just think we have to be careful as educators, as administrators, when using data, one, not to give too much of it, and two, to turn that data into information that teachers can actually digest and use to improve their craft and improve their skills. Uh, I would just encourage you to really guard against being data rich and information poor if that's one of your roles. Take that data 
and turn it into information that people can use because really if you can help a teacher get better at their job as an administrator you are directly impacting student learning thank you for listening to the podcast at clark's room as always you can catch me on twitter at clark's room or online at clarksroom.com to check out the blog you can also subscribe to the podcast on itunes or google play keep living the dream